The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome to the Monday edition of Brutal Nation. I am your illustrious host, the one, the only, Mr. James Scott Alexander. I know, I know. I'm impressed, too. I really am. I don't hear any cheers. Well, that's because I don't have a, a sound clip yeah, for that Yeah, you notice yet. how you have to add your own cheers? Uh, trust me, man. When everybody's here, they're like, yay, we love working with Scotty yeah, because he's awesome. Yay. And they go, oh, Tammy's a Sasquatch, and she scares the shit out of us. I'm like, yeah, no, she scares me too, guys. She scares the fuck out of me. No, I don't scare nobody. You scare freaking everyone. <laughs> I hope I scare you. But, a yeah. lot. A lot. That's why I carry around tranquilizer darts with me. I shut up. <laughs> You're so <laughs> dumb. All right, so check this out, Miss Tammy. I'm checking it. Oh, right across from me is Tammy Underwood. Anyway. Hi, everybody. Check this out. I'm I, I actually got a really weird one. This one here is a Medical Monday with a twist. It actually has no doctors doing any killing. Wow. But doctors are involved. <clears throat> I would hope so, considering it's a medical. Yeah, no, the, the, would, there is doctors involved. I would involved. assume somebody from the medical profession was involved. Oh, wait and see. Dun, dun, dun. All right, let's get to the Brisbane Massacre. And this is the story of a man named Siegfried Carl Cast. So... And that July in 1939 was like any other day in Queensland, Australia. A freighter ship named the SS Hale docked with, the, with its cargo of goods. And as it was being unloaded, Siegfried Carl Cass jumped ship to begin a new life in Australia. Cass was a German national. And back in Germany, Adolf Hitler was rising to become more and more powerful. Right. That's when all the fervor was starting. Correct. And this is before the war, mm-hmm. which I say here right in a second, actually. The Nazi influence throughout Germany was strong, and the country was in turmoil. World War II hadn't quite begun yet, and Cass fled Germany and the persecution of the Nazis. Which actually, by the way, side note surprises me, because when I saw this picture, seriously, he looks he Dude. looks like a Nazi. Like, if Nazi was a superpower, yeah, it would be him. Yeah, he looks like the poster child for Nazism. Oh, he does, man. He- <laughs> yeah. Definition of Nazi is picture. <clears throat> <clears throat> well, unfortunately, Cass had no idea that his new life would be interrupted in just a few short months as World War II began. He was put in an internment camp and as, a, as an enemy alien. It had come to the attention of the authorities that spies were jumping ship after arriving to where they needed to be installed under the disguise of fleeing Nazi Germany. And that's why oh, they, okay. they popped him. They said, hey, man, this is a common practice, and you're a German right. national, so... Right. Well, be- we did it to the Japanese, too, remember? Yeah, oh, Because totally. we heard rumor that several of them were um, actual spies for Japan, so... Right, and they're just over here making sushi and shit, you know. I like, know, right? Oh, Good no, shit. we feed you a long time. Oh, and they're like, no, in the, in the camp, little sushi man. So... At the labor camp, they uh, they discovered that Cass had flat feet, and he often complained that he was in pain. The downside for Cass was that no one listened to his complaints. Um, Wow. He was also a loner, but often caused huge problems with not only his captors, but his fellow Germans that were in the labor camp with him. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, he was a loner, but he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. So. Kind of like a Carl Panzram. 
worse. Kind of like a loner, but still a victimizer? The, the feeling I got wasn't that he was victimizing anybody. It was just he was a loner and just caused problems. Like Pinsgram, oh, okay. Pinsgram would have killed you just because it's Tuesday. Right. And 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 you thought a, you looked at him funny. And you, yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy here, I don't think wanted to kill anybody at this point in his life. He just wanted to be an asshole. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I get it. So as his, as his complaints grew and were ignored, Cast actually started to develop a great hatred for his captors and the others who were around him. That includes his fellow captees, you know, his fellow Germans. Oh yeah. He wrote many letters to the, to the authorities in Australia about how he's being treat, treated, and in return, the labor camp wrote about his failure to conform to the rules and the lifestyle of the labor camp. Okay. And that's why, I mean, he was an asshole. They're like, hey, man, we have rules and regulations, and you know, just do this here, and your, your life will be e- easy. Right. And he's like, right. no, screw you. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to kick Hell your ass. no, we won't go. <laughs> Cass then started to attempt to escape. On several occasions, actually, he succeeded, only to be recaptured and taken back to the labor camp. Like, oh, that would suck. Yeah, I don't think so, mate. You're coming back to the camp. <laughs> I got a load of cake. I got a load of uh, croc and a kangaroo. And a diggery do. <laughs> and a diggery do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Throwing boomerangs at him and shit. <laughs> Hey, where did Curtis go? Can you uh, see it just snapping around his neck and pulling him back? Oh, hell yeah, man. They go, get the aborigines over here. Hey, mate. He's over there. He's like, no problem. <laughs> go get him. And he's like, Thank you, mate. Have a Forsters. <laughs> and throw another trip on the bobby. <laughs> So Cass wanted to be a, a citizen of Australia, and after appealing his internment, he was actually granted his release in 1944 and placed in a civilian wartime construction crew working around North Queensland. Okay, so that was close to the end of the war anyway. So. Right, it's getting pretty close to the yeah. end of the war, and they kind of figured, okay, you're not a spy. I mean, you're an asshole, right. but you're not a spy. Um, and he also became uh, a citizen of okay. Australia. So he went through the whole process and, and became a citizen. And as time went on, Cass became really familiar with explosives while working in rural areas. Oh, wow. At one point, his neighbor actually called to report a large limb had fallen on Cass while, while he was using explosives. And after that, Cass could be seen walking with a limp. Oh, no. <laughs> Reminds me of my cousin, Billy. When you said limb, I immediately thought of a body part. But then I was like, <laughs> no, that's not right. I started thinking of my cousin, Billy. <laughs> and the stump. And the stump. <laughs> A short time after that, he told a friend of his that he had fallen into a ditch and hurt his spine. Wow. So we don't know what story's true, what's false, but... Right. Yeah. But, but, I died, Greg. That's from a uh, TikToker that I like. Wow. He is flamboyantly gay. Is he? And he's freaking hilarious. And every time he says, saying, I digress, when he's going into a ditch, he t- takes his hand like this. But, I died, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> he is hilarious. In 1945, he complained that he fell off of a pipe while working for the Cairns. I can't pronounce this. I tried to. It's Cairns. It is Cairns? Mm -hmm. Cairns Water Board. Not waterboarding. Right. The water board. The board of water. He went on on to consult six different orthopedic surgeons in both Cairns, Cairns and Brisbane. Those doctors were Richard Lay, Ken Watson, Mick Gallagher, Patty Meehan, Ben Murray, and John Lanks. Is that laws? Richard Lay. Dick Lay. <laughs> Dick Lay. <laughs> That's my new nickname. Yeah. That's what I'm calling Yeah, it. okay. 
<clears throat> so check this out. None of the doctors could find every, any evidence that supports his claim or that supported his claim of a back injury when it came to any damage that could have related to a fall that he's describing. Right. Um, both Dr. Lance and uh, Meehan both confirmed and said that there was no signs of the injuries that could uh, co- that would co- collaborate. So corroborate. Corroborate. God damn it. And I wrote that, too. I know. His alleged history of injury. They both said, quote, he obviously over is over-exaggerating, trying to make his spine look worse than it is. Wow. Now, I, I will say this. I will say this. And I, I mentioned this later on, but I figure I'll bring this to the forefront right now, is that everybody's pain tolerance is different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, some people can take extreme amounts of pain. Right. And there's other people, like, if they stub their toe, it's like, I'm taking a month off. Call 911. <laughs> I need to be life-flighted to the hospital. <laughs> you know what's really funny about that? Is a first of all, my mom is a nurse would say all the time, I never question somebody when they say their pain is a certain level because I don't experience their pain. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. But then my dad was the extreme end, and everything was every time the doctor asked him on a scale of one to ten, how bad does it hurt? Ten. (laughs) And finally, because he had the same doctor I did, finally our doctor looked at him and said, Sir, when if you're if your pain was a 10, you would be in the hospital or dead by now. <laughs> I love so, it. I'm just like, Dad, come on. Yeah, you know, I, I try to really think through my pain if I'm in pain, you know, because they always show you the little chart with the with the different smiley and sad oh, yeah. faces. Where, if you can, Rachel, what face would you be? It's like, look, number one, I'm not five, you thought. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, and this and is I, my pain right here. I know. I was always I always tell them, well, I've been through childbirth, so it's not as bad as that. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I had my back injury and they asked me about my pain because I was in pain, uh, I think I said something to the effect of, well, I'm pretty sure that my butthole fell out. <laughs> shit hurts, man. <laughs> is that when you were, had that, like, they were trying to do something and she was like, no, how can you do this? Yeah, that's when they gave me the, uh, the cortisone shot in yeah. my spine and had to run that needle all the way up my oh. spine. I couldn't feel it. Yeah, no. To be honest, I was, I was at that point of pain. I, I couldn't fucking feel it. So yeah. it, it worked. It worked great. <clears throat> so in 1955, Cass moved to Brisbane, and it would be there that he began to build bombs and create a plan to exact his revenge on the doctors that he felt wronged him. He felt that the doctors were trying to keep him from getting any compensation for his injuries. Now, as I read, I got the feeling like, like he thought that they, they were all against him. Right. Like, you know, um, and it, it was later discovered that he had told one of his neighbors before he moved to Brisbane that he was going to blow up the government insurance building in Cairns. Oh, wow. The final piece of Cass' plan to kill was when he obtained a thirty-eight caliber handgun. Wow. So a not quite special. That's what I was thinking. Like the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or starting to sing, nothing midnight special. <laughs> Shine a light on me. Wow. Locked and loaded, Cass discovered that it was way too warm to carry both bomb and walk to the offices for, uh, of the doctors that he was seeking. So he caught a cab on December 1st of 1955. You know, ingenuity. Yeah, exactly. So I ain't walking with this shit. I yeah. am calling a text. Well, on December 1st in Australia is like the height of their summer. So. Yeah, that's fucking warm as shit. Yeah. Not here. December no. December 1st, man, I got freaking warmers in my underwear trying to keep my nuts warm. <laughs> Thank you for that visual. Well, you're welcome. You have fun with that nightmare now. Yeah. 
I will. So his first visit was to Dr. Gallagher. When he found the good doctor in his office, he shot him in the arm and then in the chest. As Dr. Gallagher lay on the floor bleeding, he asked, what's the meaning of this behavior? To which Cass replied, it has to do with spies. Oh, wow. Oh, but later on, Dr. Gallagher would rethink what Cast had to say and remember that Cast had actually said something like, it has to do with spines. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Which, yeah. As soon as I read that first one, I'm like, I was like, spies, but I thought he wasn't one. He's not a spy. He's anti-Nazi. Because that's what he, yeah. this whole spiel was telling everybody, I'm not a Nazi. I'm anti-Nazi, blah, blah, blah. He goes, but it's all about spies. No. And then, you know, guy. Yeah, that makes like, sense now. Gallagher sat back, had a few fosters, and he's like, I think he said spine. That makes more sense than yeah. that. He's not like, he's not a spy. He's a psycho, but not a spy. So Dr. Gallagher, he managed to survive the attack. So on his way out of the building, Cass lit a bomb, because these are kind of like lighting. They, they don't have, he didn't have like fucking plastic explosives and well, yeah, it was the 50s. Like they the didn't 50s, have detonators. man. Yeah, it's not like a, he, he's sitting there with debt cord and a de- uh, detonator. Yeah, a cell phone. Yeah, and a cell phone <laughs> going, I'm going to run away and then detonate the bomb when I get down the street. Nothing like that. He's like, I'm going <laughs> to... Wasn't line. Wiley Coyote? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like Wiley Coyote. You know, he was more He, he was more like... Um, yeah, he, he was more like uh, Natasha and Boris from uh, Rocky Ooh, and the Frying yeah. Squirrel. Rock, Rocky and Bullwinkle I show. love them. <laughs> oh, man, kill squirrel. That's right. <laughs> so, lights a bomb, leaves it behind. Well, Mr. George Borland, who was also, he was a horse trainer. I didn't put this in there, but uh, that, oh, that's okay. what he did for a living. He, was, he boarded and trained horses. Saw the burning package and went to put it out. He quickly realized that it was a bomb, but before he could throw it far away, it detonated in his hand. Holy shit. And George lost some fingers and one hand and the use of that hand. Uh, he lost the fingers on, on a hand, and then he lost the use of that hand. Wow. But he, he survived. He survived. He's a trooper, man. No shit, yo. <laughs> Negative female. <laughs> Negative female inmate. <laughs> So next, Cass was off and strolling up the road just for a short walk to just see. Just strolling, huh? Just a strolling to see Doctors Meehan and Murray. He shot and killed Doctor Meehan, and then he killed Doctor Murray before heading off to find Doctor Lands. I think it's Lays, L A H Z, or Laws, or Laws. Okay, let's go with Laws. Yeah. So check this out. He tried to capture Doctor Laws, but the good doctor managed to get free and escape. Dun, 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 dun. He's like, adios, bitch nachos. All right, he probably actually said, adios, mate. I'm out of here. <laughs> There's a forces with my name on it. Now, time was running out for cast, and he kind of knew that. He locked himself in Dr. Law's office, lit another one of his bombs, wow. and shot himself. The police gained uh, entry to the office and found cast with his self-inflicted gunshot wound and injuries from his own bomb that had exploded. Right. He was taken to the hospital where he died from his injuries. But that's not the end of the story. Oh, wow. He came back as a Jesus zombie. Did he? And, no. <laughs> He's like, I don't even have a German accent anymore, guys. Let's all play. I'm cool. I'm good. Like, and they're like, no, I'm taking my red cup and going home. <laughs> you will respect my authority. Because you're an asshole. <laughs> Come in here shooting people. What a dick. <laughs> 
So a short time later, a parcel arrived at the investigation unit at the police department in Brisbane. In that package was a letter detailing Cass' plans uh, to kill and saying that uh, he had not received justice anywhere else. Wow. He also included all the correspondence relating to his alleged injuries, as well as a list of the doctors that he planned on killing. So he, he stopped short. I think that he was after all six doctors. I think he was, too, and then realized time was running out. Yeah, he's like, I am out of freaking time, and I can't, I'm can't. i not going to make it all the way back to Cairns yeah. to, to off these guys. But, hey, three out of six. That's 50-50. You know, well, that's a plus. I love the name, by the way, of the cemetery coming up. Cause oh, Cass, I know. You told me about it. Cass <laughs> was buried in an unmarked grave in the Tu Wong Cemetery. Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Remember, Tu Wong, don't make a white. <laughs> His actions left the medical professionals as well as the community surrounding the area in shock. Right. Because you got to figure these doctors had other patients that relied on Right. Them. I mean, you're an orthopedic surgeon and you're the guy, like, that's the dude who's going to be cutting me up is an orthopedic surgeon. So if you're going to see an orthopedic surgeon, it's not because you have a cold. Right, exactly. It's because it's a specialty. Yeah, it's because you got shit falling apart, and in this day and age, you're like, we have titanium, plastic, super shit, glue, everything. Yeah, we'll just weld you back together. I'm like the yeah. six million dollar man. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm not as cute as Lee Majors was. That's true. You are not. And I don't make that cool sound. You don't when you run. Yeah, like. I like to see you run. Maybe I can make that sound effect for you. No, let me tell you something. I'll do it. Let me tell you something, there, sugar tits. If you see me running... I better run, too. You better fucking start running. Means something bigger and badder than me is chasing me because I don't run. Don't even look back. Just start running. Means something dangerous is coming. <laughs> <Don't> stop. <laughs> and certainly don't try to pass me because I'll trip you. <laughs> because I don't need to be faster than whatever's chasing me. I just need to be faster than you. <laughs> just faster than somebody else, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'll trip you and go, sorry. <laughs> you were me. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> Here's kind of my final thoughts on this, because this is going to be a short episode. Because, there, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot about this, but I found it right. really fascinating. Just from a psychology point of view and how people interpret things. Right. And, then, and I actually see what you wrote, and I'm going to wait for you to say it, but I had a different thought. Oh, cool. Yeah. I feel the cast suffered from a complex where he felt that everyone was against him. Right. Which is a, It's called a persecution complex. Right. To me... It was evident even when he was in the internment camp during World War II. He did not want to conform and make his life a bit easier. Rather than that, he chose to go against the grain and become more aggressive as time went on towards those who did not think like he did. Right. <clears throat> did he actually have an injury? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. With that said, I do think that, uh, that it was not as bad as what he had made it out to be. Then again, uh, I don't truly know. Everyone has a different pain threshold. This is what we talked about earlier. Some people can take a lot of pain while others flinch at the smallest amount of pain. Yeah. Either way, this was a sad tragedy where doctors were injured and killed. There might have even been more prejudice on the level against Cass, though, given that he was German and migrated to Australia. Immigrated. That's he wasn't said. a bird. He didn't migrate. 
Didn't I say immigrated? You said immigrated in the article, but you said migrate just now. I did? Yes. Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm, half, I'm half retarded. I know you are. Perhaps the doctors had hard had feelings against Germans since it was on the tail end of World War II, and Germany wasn't a very nice place to yeah, be, and they weren't very nice during the time. Like Nobody's looking at Germany going, hey, we like what you're doing over there. They're looking yeah. over there going, hey, look, man, you guys have Hitler, and you guys are pretty messed up right now, so we're not liking you. I think Germany's just now starting to lose that stigma. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, okay, yeah. so I, I used to train truck drivers, and I had one named Barbara Claywell. Great girl, and she, she was from Germany, and she migrated here and became a citizen. Immigrated. That's what I said it. No, you just said migrated again. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. You're so funny because it's like animals migrate, humans immigrate. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. See this? See this? Look up here. Same, same thing. thing. <laughs> Whatever. So she immigrated here, though, became a citizen. I, I was training her. And she was talking about, like, even when she went over to Switzerland or any place like that, and they found that she was from Germany, they would a lot of people would sit there and just berate her going your Hitler did this and your Hitler did that and she's like I wasn't even alive when Hitler was in power right like I had nothing to do with that exactly it's like I had nothing yes nothing I'm just a German I'm just a German I don't know what they say yeah (laughs) I got a story about her though and this is fucking hilarious and I love it so she she always dressed in these skimpy outfits right okay I kept telling her look you can't dress that way because you know if uh they're going to think you're a hooker. Scott, they won't think I'm a hooker. I said, okay. So we're in California, and we both go in to use the bathroom. And I get back to the truck, and I'm sitting there, and I'm doing some paperwork. Ah, where's Barbara out? That's kind of weird. A little time goes by, and a sheriff knocks on my door. And I roll down. I'm going to, yes. And uh, he goes, driver, what's your name? I said, my name is Scott Alexander. Are you training anybody? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that hooker right over there. <laughs> yep. And her, her wallet was up on the dash. I grabbed her wallet. I said, yep, her name is Barbara Claywell. She's mine. So we go back there, and she's crying. She's in the, cuffed in the back of the car. Poor girl. I'm trying not to laugh. So That is horrible, Scott. So the officer, the, the, the sheriff's deputy, goes, okay, we're going to release her to you. You know, we just, we thought that she was a hooker. You know, and we don't we don't abide by that in yeah. a small town. Said, we no, don't abide by that in these pots. That's right. And I go, thank you, officer. And I take her back to the truck. I go, go in. We're going to take a couple of minutes. Get yourself something to drink from the back. I got to check something in the back of the trailer. And she goes, but Scott, they thought I was a hookah. And they thought, they thought that I was on the heroin. <laughs> like, it's okay, sweetheart. We got this all straightened out. And I go to the back of the trailer. And I just, I'm dying laughing. I'm dying. Like, I had to sit on the DOD bumper in the back. And just, I'm just, it's snot and tears <laughs> are coming out of my eyes and nose. That poor girl. <laughs> After that, she didn't dress like a hooker anymore. I bet not. I bet not. They thought that was a hookah. <laughs> no. Barbara was freaking phenomenal, though. She was just a sweetheart. Just a sweetheart. but And funny. Well... And getting back to this story here, because I thought I was thinking that maybe he had that disease where, you know, how some people feel, even though they're looking at their leg, they don't feel like it's a part of them and they want it removed. No. You've never heard of that? If I have, I just I can't remember remember what it's called. Keep it in mind. I can't even remember the difference between migrating and immigrating, (laughs) even though when I'm looking right at the goddamn word. But there is an actual psychosis 
to this disease where they actually feel like they're not a part, parts of their body are not theirs and they feel pain associated with that and everything. So maybe he had a form of that too. That nobody else could, you know, because people think, well, look at these people and say, there's nothing wrong with you. This is your normal body part, you know. Maybe, but I, I'm wondering if the psychosis like that would coincide with a claim that he fell off of a pipe while at the waterboard oh, yeah. and hurting his back. Because I would think that a psychosis like that would be without any real foundation. You know what right. I mean? Like nothing to tether it. Right. Because like, okay, if you fall off of a pipe and you hurt your back, you can say, how'd you hurt your back? I fell off a pipe. With a, right. with a psychosis like that, hey, what's wrong with your leg? I don't know, but I need to have it removed. True. There's That's nothing, true, too. Nothing yeah. Nothing to tether. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't there. I was not psychoanalyzing. I wasn't even born in 1955. You weren't. Surprisingly not. I thought you were born in 1873. Everyone's a smart ass. <laughs> Christ. Well, see, you know. See the shit I got to put up with, boys and girls? Crying. I know. The nerve. The nerve of it all. <laughs> But at least I have ring pops, so I'm happy. Oh, my God. That's a whole inside joke. you have anything else you want to add to this one? No, I'm, I think I'm done. Cool. All right, boys and girls, remember to check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Remember, you can send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs, just type in at brutalnation. We'll pop right up, get the full story without, you know, any of my bullshit connected to it. Hey, you know what? I'm actually surprised. I didn't say nothing racist or anything. You didn't through the, you know, Dieter didn't even come out. I am like. I'm actually shocked, too, because we're talking about a German national. I thought Dieter would certainly come out. I thought out. he would make an appearance for realsies right now, but God no. Dang, it's all quiet in my head. The medication must be working. Wow. <laughs> Oh, Lord, here he goes. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, because tomorrow is a fabulous. It's, it's not a Twisted Tuesday, I'll tell you that. It's a Tuesday with a twist. It's a Tuesday with a twist. Yeah. And when I got this from the researcher... Oh my God! I, I I heard angels singing. That's what I heard. Did I heard. you hear angel? Did the heavens open up <coughs> and light shone down on you? So she calls me up and she goes, "Scotty, I've got the perfect one for you. You have to do this one." I said, "Okay, tell me about it." And as she's telling me, I start hearing, hearing oh, and there was a light that shined down, and angels were like, "Come with me, Saya. We will lead you." Life will be great tomorrow. This is going to be fucking awesome. This is this is going to be great. Oh, my God. All right. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.